Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast with your hosts, Mike Randall and Gus Kearns. All right, welcome back in, listeners, to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast. Thanks for always tuning in. We're honored that you tune into us and carve out some time during your week. You could have been anywhere else on the dial, but you're here with us, Mike and Gus. And today we got a special guest. We got Kevin Connors from ESPN Sports Center host in the evenings, usually 6 p.m. and 11 p.m. You can find him at Kev Connors, ESPN, uh, and he is the proprietor of KC's Mid-Major Minute. Kevin, thank you so much for jumping on the pod with us. Gus, it's an honor, man. I, I really appreciate you making time for me, and uh, I love the name of the podcast, by the way. You know, basketball is a five-man game. It's not a two-man game. Like, unfortunately, it's become. So Screen the Screener is a great name. Thank you for the kudos and the shout out. Uh, we thought it would be unique and that hoop heads everywhere might appreciate it. Hey, do you want to just start uh, speaking of hoop heads? Do you want to start with a, a tiny bit of your background? You, you know, you grew up playing a, a ball in upstate New York. Do you want to go ahead and brag for a unique moment that you had as a student athlete, maybe a game, a practice, a coaching moment, or maybe a, a championship opportunity? Boy, I'd love to. I just don't know if there are already. Uh, <laughs> you know I, I I grew up on Long Island, uh, so I, I had a I had a pretty good high school basketball career. I, I started three years of varsity basketball at one of the most successful uh, uh, high school basketball programs on Long Island um, at Southside High School. Unfortunately, we weren't we weren't great uh, my junior and senior year, but my sophomore year we went to the Nassau County semifinals. So so it was a good program, and and I I was I was fortunate. And, and blessed to enjoy some success at the, at the high school level. And then I was able to play four years of basketball at Ithaca College where, you know, things don't always go the way that you draw them up. And I, I sort of envisioned being a, a key player at Ithaca for four years, and it didn't really go that way. In fact, my playing time was was limited. And without getting into a whole long story, I think, you know, in life, these things kind of happen and, and you wonder why at the time, and then in the long run, you learn that, hey, life is not always easy, and, and you've got to be able to learn from adversity, which is kind of what that did in a lot of ways. But but the best game that I ever had, I think, I think I had a 10-assist game at Hobart one time, and we were playing on the road at New Paltz, which is funny, where I ultimately wound up living nearby, and I hit three three-pointers in the first half, and I think I played a minute in the second half. So a little bit of insight into how my, my coach was with me, but uh, but those are probably the two games that stand out the most. Dang, dropping some dimes. I like that. Uh, so I guess we probably should start the conversation with the bracket release show on CBS. It's like the perfect talking point for like our sport post-Super Bowl. So I guess what are your quick takeaways? Do you think that you know some of our mid-major darlings like Gonzaga or Rhode Island need to be in the four spot? Or are we kind of okay with this just being like a TV show and like the wildest script each March and the committee just giving us the most powerful team out West in Arizona 
and this year's most polarizing player in Trey Young at the start line of the crazy script? Or should we? do you think there were some holes in what they were uh, trying to lay out there for us in the preview show? Look, there are there are always there are always going to be holes in the way it's done, and whether it's with CBS or or with my old buddy Howie Schwab over at Fox Sports now, or of course Joe Lenardi at ESPN. I mean, this is a very inexact science. And I think if you were to take a look in most instances on on the you know first four in, last four out, next four in from from February first until what it really is, I mean, you see how much things change. So. For me, you know, I, I look at the release show and, and other things like this. For for me, in a lot of ways, it's kind of like the top 25 in the preseason, whether it's in football or basketball. And, and you say, this is kind of a guideline for what it could look like. And this is fun, kind of hot stove stuff. But it's not terribly substantive. And, you know, look, we can look at the top 25, you and I right now, and we can probably pick what the seating is going to look like. Um and again, you you make a great point about Arizona being the one seed on West or something like that. And you know, there's not a, there's not always a ton of creativity. I think, as you said, it's kind of the the team that's closest to West ish. Um, come back to me, come back to me in early March, and, and let's talk about it a little bit more because right now it's just a little bit it's a little bit too nebulous right now for me. I totally agree, especially with what's gone down the last week or so with with Villanova dropping a game, Purdue dropping you know three in a row. I, yeah, I, th- I think the craziness is getting on us a little bit early. So I, I'm totally with you that there's a whole bunch of things that need to still be determined. All right. So time to dig in a little bit. Okay. You've championed these little folk all year in the excellent mid-major minute. Give us two or three of your favorite teams at that level. And what are, what, what is the defining characteristic that really favors those teams in your mind that maybe they can be one of those teams that find some success in March? I'm not going to give you three. I'm going to give you five, all right? You ready? Ooh, okay. I like it. I'm going to start with an, with an easy one and an obvious one, Rhode Island. Top 25 okay. team, longest win streak in the country. I think they've got the best backcourt in the country with Jared Terrell and E.C. Matthews. 28 points a game. Both guys can shoot the three. I think if they get the right matchup in the NCAA tournament, this is a team that, that makes it to the second weekend, possibly a Final Four. I love Danny Hurley. CBSSports.com has done some fabulous pieces about him and his evolution as a coach. This is a team that almost beat Oregon last year in the tournament. They've, they've got virtually everybody back, and the experience factor on their side. a 10s not great. By the way, huge game tonight in the A-10 between Rhodey and, and St. Bonaventure. So I think Rhodey is a team that has Elite Eight potential. Uh, Middle Tennessee State. Listen, another team that's that's outstanding, they've got a guy, and obviously in the tournament, if you have a guy, you have a chance. They've got Nick King, who's 21 and eight and a half rebounds a game. They got Giddy Potts. Um, This is a team that played Butler tight last year in the NCAA tournament. They've beaten Florida Gulf Coast twice. They beat Vanderbilt and Ole Miss. They played Auburn tough this year. I I, I think that that's a team that that is a dangerous team. And then I'm going to give you three more. All right, you ready? Oh, yeah. Let's, let's hear it. I, I love around Valentine's Day. You're just giving these teams that you're get, giving a little love to. I like it. South Dakota State. Yes. T.J. Otzelberger has done an amazing job out there. They were a tournament team last year. And obviously, if anyone pays any attention to college basketball, you should be familiar with the name Mike Dom. Uh, he's a 2,000-point he's scorer in three years at the school. He can shoot it from the outside, and he can kick your ass down low, too. He's a guy that can carry a team. Reed Tellinghusen's another guy that's been around for a while. 
I love the Jackrabbits. I think that they're a team that can win a game in the tournament. Okay. Utah Valley University, we found out last night that they're, they're for real, and they, they beat New Mexico State for the first time in conference play all year. Mark Pope has done a fabulous job. If you're not super familiar with the mid-majors, you, you would know Mark Pope, who played at Kentucky and then played in the NBA for a while. They've got a lot of returning players, and then they've blended in some transfers as well. There's a ton of talent on that team. Kenneth Ogby is a 13-and-a-half-point-per-game guy, five guys in double figures. I love the Wolverines. And then here's one more that, that kind of the mid-major fans might be a little bit more familiar with, Harvard. And you look at their overall record and you say, eh, about a 500 team. But they've been fabulous in the Ivies all year. I think they only have one loss. They played a really tough non-conference, St. Mary's, Kentucky, Minnesota, before Minnesota had all the trouble there. Uh, they played Vermont. They got a kid named Seth Towns who can shoot the heck out of the ball. Bryce Aiken's a scorer. Those are five teams that will let's, – let's play this back at the end of March and see if I hit the nail on the head on any of them, all right? I think your, your percentages are going to be pretty high. I think your percentages are going to be close to your free throw percentage back in the day. That's what I think. I think uh, <laughs> I, look, totally with you with URI, and you called it great, huge game tonight against the Bonnies. Uh, Middle Tennessee State, uh, we championed them multiple times on the podcast, so we're right with you there. You know, anytime you have the best player on the floor, which, you know, the Jackrabbits do with Dom, they're an issue. Pretty telling game for Utah Valley against New Mexico State. They've been kind of running around out west and dominating that that conference. So surprising result there, but definitely a team to keep an eye on. And you know what, Harvard, I think? I think if Aiken can get healthy, I think Harvard's very dangerous. I'm right with you on that as well. There were a couple of big major, mid-major games this past week. You know, just maybe just give us one or two things that stood out in your eyes uh, that were the defining factors or you know your theory in that particular game. Did something stand out to you like with the Gonzaga and St. Mary's game last weekend because it had such this buildup? And then it was kind of anticlimactic once Gonzaga got out to that big lead. Yeah, you know, I was in studio for that game, and we were kind of ping-ponging back and forth. I can't remember what the ESPN game was. I want to, I want to say, was it maybe, was it Arizona? And I was doing studio for both games, so we were kind of popping in and out. And, you know, I guess what, what stood out to me, like it probably did to a lot of people, was, and, you know, look, obviously, you know as well as I do, I love, I love the smaller, uh, or, or as it were, mid-major stories, and, and Jock Landell has been absolutely fabulous this year but i i think we i think we saw a little bit of the vulnerability in that game where i think he i think he took two shots in the first half and made one or or may, may have only taken that one shot and you know i think look gonzaga this is no secret i mean that's a, that's an amazing team and they've got an amazing coach uh i should say oh. an amazing program and an amazing coach i think the team is still pretty is still very good but they're 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 not quite there yet but i think that I think we found out that um, that Gonzaga is still the team to beat in the West Coast Conference, and uh, so I think the fact that they were able to sort of neutralize Landale in that first half that, that was pretty telling to me. I think that I think that St. Mary's got a little exposed in that game. Um, the Nevada Boise State game and 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 the UC Santa Barbara Long Beach State game, the two other games that that, that you know you had alluded to, I didn't get to see them right. unfortunately, so I, I can't speak to those two games. I think that problem that St. Mary's ran into is a very similar problem that Purdue's running into. The the blueprint is out there on how to defend them. And it seems like now it's, you know, St. Mary's job or Purdue's job to make their counteract and how are they going to react to what the scouting report says now. So you want to see what coaching adjustments are made moving forward for like both of those teams, especially St. Mary's because Landell was so limited in that Gonzaga matchup. Time to play a little favorite here. 
You you mentioned a couple of big players. You mentioned Landell. You mentioned Dom. Give us maybe one or two mid-major players that you've noticed all season that you think might sneak on an All-America team at the end of the season in two months, uh, whether it be first, second, or third team. Like, you know, of course, we mentioned uh, uh, Dom, Landell, maybe uh, Jalen Adams now that he's back healthy and balling out. Um, maybe my guy, Jamario Jones from New Mexico State. Who do you think might break the seal this spring and has the best chance? I really think it's Dom, and I, and I think it's because he, he's been on people's radar now. You know, kind of kind of the first time around, it's like, oh, yeah, but he, he plays at South Dakota. He puts up big numbers, but he plays at South Dakota State. And, you know, I, but I think the fact that, you know, what he had such a strong sophomore season, and they made it to the tournament last year, and people have been talking about him with NBA potential. I think he's. Re- I think that that's part of it because let's be completely honest about this. It's an inexact science the way they pick the All American teams, and a lot of times it's guys voting for for players to get on these teams that that haven't seen everybody. Yeah, everyone's going to put Trey Young there because he deserves to be there, but because he's carried college basketball, his name and his his play both have. So that's an obvious one. And then you know you'd be crazy not to right. put the Marvin Bagleys and the DeAndre Aytons and the big name guys. But for me, Dom. Dom is a guy that has the best chance because I think that people know who he is. And I think, you know, in a lot of ways, people like to look like they're smart, right? And they can say, yeah, I voted for Mike Dom. Oh, you haven't seen him? He plays. So I I think he's probably the one that's got the best shot. A a great call. And I think that will definitely happen if they get that automatic bid, even if they don't win a game in the tournament. I think if they just get in and then they can highlight that game as him being one of the best players in the tournament that nobody knows about, I think that totally is going to go down. Love your call there. All right, let's get some magical run situations here. Let's hop, let's hop on the magic carpet. You know, Joey is down in the bunker bracket. You know, he, he's giving us what teams are going to fit into what uh, seed lines. What mid-major team is going to have that magical run now that everybody has their bracket out? We're talking like a Dayton Elite Eight run, like a VCU George Mason Final Four run, maybe even a Butler back-to-back championship game type run. What mid-major holds the similar cards, whether it be, you know, pocket aces, pocket kings, or maybe they're just holding the suit connectors and they hit hit it on the flop and get a great matchup and make a run. So what's one of those teams that you think can make that magical run? You mentioned uh, URI earlier. You got somebody else uh, in your hold there? You know, to go that far, I think I think Rhode is the one that probably is the team that, that has the best chance to do that. Uh, and again, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm totally sold on, on Danny, Dan, Dan Hurley as a coach. I think he's, you know, look, you spend as much time around a legend, uh, like his dad was, you know, things are going to come to you. Right. And I think, I think he's had to work a little bit harder to get the success. You know, things haven't been handed to him as much as, and I don't, this isn't, this is not a shot at Bobby Hurley in any way. I think obviously Bobby's earned whatever he's gotten, but, I think it's been a little bit easier because of the name recognition for Bobby over Dan. And I, so I think that, you know, I think that, I think that Dan's a a fabulous coach. I think he's changed his, who he is in a lot of ways. And again, CBS sports did an awesome article on him and the influence that Billy Donovan has had on him, you know, as as a coach and a person. Um, So, so I think that, I think that URI is a team that that has the best chance to do that. But again, a, a team that could possibly make it to the second weekend, um, outside of the ones that we mentioned, I, I or or of the ones that I mentioned, those are the teams that I think that can win a game. I think Middle Tennessee State. I, I really think that they're a team that that could be a Sweet 16 team, and that could be a, the smart pick in your bracket when a lot of people are just going by the chalk, and you can pick Middle Tennessee State and and feel pretty pretty comfortable that they're a team that could get to that second weekend. Totally with you on Middle Tennessee State, Kevin. I think 
they might have an opportunity in both their first round game and their second round game that they might have the best player on the floor, like you mentioned earlier. Thank, again, thank you so much for giving us a little time on the, on the podcast, and we'll get you out of here on this one. How about right now, it doesn't have to be your preseason one, it doesn't have to be one that you're going to stick to, or you know, we're not going to hold this as a binding contract or anything. What's going to be your final four? Who do you like, like right this second, encompassing everything that's taken place the last week and the bracket release show? What, what, what do you think your final four is going to look like right, right now? Obviously, this could change in a month, but who are you looking at right now? Ooh. Um, I think Villanova is going to win it all. So uh, nice. that's one. Okay. I've wanted to say Duke all year, but they just, they just, they don't really, they've shown, they just haven't really shown the ability to guard consistently. So I'm not, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Virginia is flawed, uh, you know, among the real elite teams, but I think Virginia defensively can, can make you do things you don't want to do enough. I, I think that they can get to the final four and I, I love Tony Bennett as a coach. So I'll do, uh, I'll do Villanova, Virginia. And you know, I mean, while I guess, you're, I while I, you're thinking like, you know, Nova, I think if we're going to, you know, I'll play devil's advocate on you here, unless they don't get healthy, their crux or their Achilles heel might be their lack of depth. And like you mentioned, you said that UVA is a little bit flawed obviously on the offensive end, if they actually get into a run and gun up and down game where they have to score at a high level. Now I know that their defensive principles don't normally allow that, but do they have enough firepower to keep up with somebody that they're going to run into that they might need to put up 80 points or 87 points? I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, so Nova, UVA, and then who, who do you think your other two might be? Yeah. And by the way, one last thought on Virginia, you know, they, they just shoot so many three pointers, you know, do they, do they shoot you know, they they can bury you, but do they shoot themselves out of games with that? That's a concern. Again, I, I don't love Virginia, but I, I like them. I like them enough to be a team that is just so tough. It, it's just so tough to do what you want to do against them, so I'll take them. And then, you know, I mean, everyone seems to love Michigan State. I'm not as sold on, on Michigan State, but you know what? Everyone that I work with says they're the most talented team in the country, so I guess I should start listening to some of them. So <laughs> yeah, that. sure. Why not? Yeah, listen to what's happening next door to you at the table. I'm, I'm with you on that. Okay. Exactly. And then, you know, here's my last one for you. I'm going to go West Virginia. I, I Again, I think in the tournament, if you have if you have upperclassmen, senior play, Javon Carter, great defensive player, the kind of guy that can carry a team – I know Bob Huggins just, you know, he, he 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 just he can burn teams out because they play so hard from game 1 through game 36. Yeah. Um but you know, I I think that they have a chance to be able to find something again in March. I think they've got enough talent on that team. I love uh Kanate down low. So let's let's say West Virginia. How's that for a How many Vs can I get in that final four? Villanova, Virginia, West Virginia and and uh Michigan State. Excellent Scrabble score on your final four, without question. <laughs> Kevin, we just want to say thank you so much. Uh, and again, please, if you're a college basketball fan, dial up uh, Kevin's mid-major minute. appears on SportsCenter and on social media as well. And you can give Kevin a follow at Kev Connors, ESPN. Kevin, thank you again for giving the podcast a little time. And uh, have a great weekend. Thank you. Gus, you too, man. I, I really enjoy listening to it. And it was a pleasure to be on with you. Thank you so much again. And uh, cheers. Salancho. Gratulatia. Arigato.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.